Welcome to the first of three podcasts um, in a series to celebrate <laughs> Jonna. Go ahead. I, this is hard hey, for Jonna, me to say, Jonna, so be. I'm just going to have to... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm to... just crying because you're like, this is our first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that fuck's sake. <laughs> I was trying to be more serious at the beginning. Game okay. face. Man, she Game is, face, bro. I was trying to Being get, serious is hard. You know it's going to take me at least four minutes to get my groove <laughs> like it does every freaking time we do this. Swarm it up. Oh, fine. Yeah. You'll notice we have a guest today. Hello. This is Shannon. So happy to be Hi, here. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Hi, y'all. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm just going to turn it over to you if you keep messing with me. <laughs> I just said hi. <laughs> How dare you? I have to, I have to you're be the leader, serious to You're the it. leader of the podcast. Go ahead. I'll just chime in whenever I... I know. I know. <laughs> Anyways, so we have a guest here today. Jonna's 20th anniversary of the Air Force is on Monday, the 15th. So we thought we would do like a special little series of women of the service. Love that. Who is actually, we know from high school, but you guys have known each other way before, right? We went to elementary school together. Facts. Kicking it back to the elementary school days. Really? Yeah, for sure. Actually had different experiences at the school because um, child at a all white school in the eighties, so it was different. For <laughs> it me. was probably fun. for sure. It, it was, was probably incredible fun. experience. Yeah, I bet it was. I love that. <laughs> what are those things in your hair? Oh, they're braids. So oh that's awesome. man, yeah, it was nice. They still do that though, even in two thousand and twenty-two, <laughs> three. You guys have known each other for time. majority of your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of give you guys the floor on since it's the first. of three (laughs) podcasts to celebrate Johnny's 20 years in the Air Force. Which is awesome, by the way. It really is. It's pretty amazing. And I just, I'm proud of you. So I wanted this to be special so that you felt, you know, celebrated. Thank you. You always make me feel celebrated. I haven't done shit. I haven't done one thing for a whole 20 years. (laughs) might not think you have. I'm sure there are things. Oh, I've been a mother. That's huge. Yeah, that was a thing. But military women are like extra special. Well, women are awesome anyways, specifically military Military members yeah yeah uh, how, so how, tell me your stories both uh why don't we start with you jonna about why you enlisted or when you enlisted and mm-hmm. how you chose your branch i enlisted when i was 20 and i really wanted to <laughs> have you always been in the air force did you start out and then yeah you didn't I've, transfer well, I've always been, I've, listen i've been a reservist i was also like a full-time reservist for 14 years and they treat you different right like when you're a reserve versus when you go active duty well i feel like well yes. in the army they did and you're like oh you're yes. less important or you're well, part-time they, they mostly feel like they're just clueless sometimes at the jobs and they only do it one weekend a month right the training and stuff is like still the same you have to go and right. complete yeah. All the requirements are still the same for active duty and reserve. So but you've always been a reservist. I have. And you what you were a reservist as I well. I started out. I actually went through like all of the branches of like the army. So I started out National Guard. <laughs> okay. And then I went active duty. And then I came back and went into like the army reserve. So yeah. So okay. you were in every component. I really was. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, they're so different. I mean, it's all the army, but it's just, it's so different. And the way people treat you knowing mm-hmm. which one of those that you're in is different. So it's, yeah, it was that's, an interesting experience. It, I'm sure it was. That's why it's, it's so intriguing to me anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's not a huge part of your life that I know about. So what was boot camp like in the Air Force? The same as the army? No, oh, ma'am. I doubt that. <laughs> no, ma'am. She said. I doubt no, that. No, ma'am. <laughs> no. 
I went back in 2000 and, uh, well, 20 or 2003. Yeah, because it's 23. So I went back in 2003. And I would say that at that time, there were different squadrons that were known to be a little bit more tough than others. And I went through like the second hardest one. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm going to be kind because I love Air Force people. My dad <laughs> retired from the Air Force. So I have a special soft spot in my heart for Air Force members because my, like I said, my dad retired from there, but I trained with Air Force people and I was just like, I want to live here. Like, I don't right. want to go home. Like, I want to <laughs> I want to live here. Can I just live with you guys? And they're like, no, you're trash. You have to leave. So it was like a thing. But I it, loved it. It is a thing. So here's what's crazy. And I don't really understand why things are the way they are. You know, I joined the reserve because the unit was right up the road. And when I joined, my mom, Grissom, like, freaked out. Base, yes, Grissom, Grissom Air Force Base. And when I joined, my mom freaked out. She was crying, <laughs> sobbing. She thought I was going to personally fight Osama what? bin Laden. Girl, my well, mom was like, bye, see ya, have a no, great life. That's a good point, because, Jonna, that, what year did you go in, in Shannon? Uh, 2000. So I was in before September the 11th. Okay, yeah. And then and you, during September the 11th, and it was so insane. I like for So for her to go in two years later, when it was all just... It was really starting to heat up in 2003. Yeah, for Your sure. mom, I would have been... Junior out. in high school, I enlisted in the National Guard as a junior in high school. My mom like had to sign. Yeah, and she was like, Dang. "Have a great life." <laughs> and I was like, "This is awesome." And then I was like, "Oh God, what did I do?" Like, holy cow! <laughs> Everybody was going to like Panama City spring break, and I was like, "I'm just gonna go to boot camp, you guys. I'll catch up with you later." Like, okay, we'll just Bye. see you later. Yeah. So it was like super crazy. <laughs> I was like 17. Your mom was freaking out. Oh yeah. She was crying hysterical, but also because I needed my social security card and it was in my dad's safe box and I couldn't figure out how to open the latch. And she's like, you can't even figure out how to open a box. How are you going to be in the military? <laughs> They're going to give you a gun and you're going to die. I'm like, you have a solid point, mom, but I'm valid doing point. it anyway. Right. Valid point. <laughs> They're going to help still. pay for some damn college because you facts. guys aren't giving me any money. Big so. facts. That was my motivating factor. Yeah, same sure. here. I, re- I wanted an education and I was like, well, they- how am I going to pay for for it. Mm. They say they'll help pay for schooling, so let's do this. And they're like hounds. I mean, like these recruiters, these military recruiters, they can like sniff out the poor people and they're like <laughs> they're like you there you broke his over you, there yep. in the goodwill clothes. <laughs> we need you. And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. They go and ask at, par- at the schools for a I list swear of they have like tax are... papers or something. Yeah. And they know like poverty-stricken <laughs> children and they're like, "You have no other way to live life." And then you start to believe them cuz you're like, "I can't pay for college and neither can my mom so right yeah but i mean you bring up a good point though there is i mean every walk of life you could imagine so many different types Mm -hmm. of people that join the military majority i feel like majority of them like we all have like one thing in common it's like we're just kind of like lost you Mm -hmm. know whether it be like financially or you know educationally we're just lost that's how you felt something yeah did you feel like that too Uh, i've actually actually observed that a lot throughout my career like a lot of us come from like maybe backgrounds that weren't picture perfect or you um, think it there's there are definitely things that bond us to do something like serve your country right like there's not like a <laughs> there's not like that person that has like perfect gpa or right. scholarship or like really is like going places or has like a set path for when they <laughs> those people are not the people that you're in training with right those people are like or they gone. went to west point and yeah that, or something yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you have a whole different breed of people right there. yeah Right. It's like it's. Did different. you find that that was mostly who you guys inter- like your were your commanding officers or no, no people who just did the work and majority worked their way of the up. commanding officers 
for my branch, they're just like the nerds who were like super smart in college, like the super nerdy college people okay. who like came from West Point or like Berkeley or yeah. something. Like those they were went the to people. college first, and they're getting that extra money because basically, yeah. like the smarter you are, and if you enlist as an officer, you make more money. Yeah. And those are the people that are like trying to tell you what to do, but they're not the people that are actually doing the work. <laughs> right. So it's like great, you get to tell me what to do, just and, like, like in real life and a boss. It's so weird. Right? <laughs> Only different. You and, and your degree, you get to tell me what to do. I'll just be over here doing the work so that's fine so i actually work as a straight civilian for the army now not sure if i told you that or not i think so yeah i was super excited about that Um, i love those people i love the civilian military people because they're it's they're different in my opinion they're different they're not the military military people but they're still military people Mm -hmm. but just the way that they treat you and the way that they see things are different i like interacting with those people it is different military people try to like boss you and get crazy but the civilian people are like kind and they want to explain things it's different so but what i was gonna say is i catch a lot of crap from some of my coworkers, and and it's true because certain locations like we could be deployed in the same location or like stationed in the same place and i would get extra pay <laughs> because right. it's like civilian contractor well so like, like a- it's uh the accommodations aren't up to standard okay so we get like a uh hardship duty pay oh, okay <laughs> like extra money for like housing or like yeah yeah oh it's just an gosh. extra stipend a month isn't that crazy well we're gonna talk about that the third podcast <laughs> that i have planned okay. with our with two of our guy friends and see I, I i'm interested to know what it was like in different places because did you have that experience I don't, i've never heard anybody i know who was in the army say they get paid extra be, for shitty accommodations no they're just because like there's not accommodation <laughs> right and they're like oh you don't have any water well we'll try to make that better tomorrow okay <laughs> right. so like just drink your tea or whatever like it doesn't no there's no right it's bad like, it's so bad. you were in for how long then um i was in for 10 years like combined so okay not like i didn't earn like a retirement or anything like that because it was like my reserve time combined with my active duty so i was on active duty for like four years Almost got deployed, was in the process of getting deployed and going through my physical and I found out I was pregnant for Sam. That was crazy because his dad and I got married and then we had tried to get pregnant for a year and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my contract was about to end and we were trying to get pregnant and it wasn't happening. And I was like, I'm going to get deployed. They only allow you to stay active duty at a certain base for so long before your number gets called. And I had a very high demand job. Mm -hmm. So they're after me anyways for years. And my boss, like who could not live with me at the time was like blocking it blocking it he was like she's not going anywhere then he retired and i was like that's it i'm getting deployed and i did and then the guy was like you're You're going anywhere what year was that uh 2004 end of 2004 man sam saved your life maybe who knows i know prayed for that child yeah i even took like fertility pills could not get pregnant could not get pregnant so it was insane he really was a blessing child which probably makes sense because he's an angel baby but he is an angel sweetheart i got super lucky like i prayed for that child that's how it happened and then like um the devil came and was like you could have a daughter <laughs> now that's what you get that's what you get you thought it was easy right so, yeah. exactly my daughter's like hell on wheels but yeah so it was a it was a thing but um being in during 9-11 like that was insane that was in did you have to do anything to support insane. that saying oh so many things so many things like i was actually so i got went in junior year and then i went back and finished i went to basic training junior year summer and then senior year beginning i missed like a, the first week of school which was excused and then after my senior year i went and finished my training and then that was like when september the 11th you know november mm-hmm. so like i was at the end of my training and i was getting ready to graduate and go active duty and 
we were, I mean, we were literally, we had been out for like two weeks. It was the very end of our training. Uh, we had walked like 16, 17 miles in boots. It was hot. I don't even know. It was like 105 degrees or something outside. It was insane. Oh, Lord. And then we get back to like the meeting point and they're basically like, relax, right? Everything's fine. Just relax because this is, you, you made it. You've, you're getting ready to graduate. You made it. So once we get back, you're going to gather your equipment and you're going to wash your clothes and we're, you're going to relax for a week and we're not going to bother you and don't even worry about it. So so we're all like, I have this picture. This picture is hilarious. So I have this picture and we're all just like laying on our gear and we're just dead to the world because we had just went through this like two week training thing. We were like literally sleeping in a, on a tarp. It wasn't even a tent. It was a tarp with like sticks and <laughs> well, like really? spiders <laughs> and it was insane. And so we were all like, we were eating. We we all have food around us and we're just like everybody's like laying on their rucksacks and then like all of these sirens start to go off like crazy and we're like what like why would they do this to us we thought it was a part of like the training we thought it was a training exercise and these sirens are going off and we see like these planes start flying overhead and we're like what could possibly be going on right now it's like in south carolina and i was in north carolina excuse me and we're like what could possibly be going on right like they would not do this to us like no way right are they messing with us right so they were like get up get up like everybody so we're like okay this is really great you told us we were done and we're clearly not so like marched us back to headquarters like where we were gonna drop our gear and um they congregate us all in this room and they flip on the television so as soon as they flip on these tvs in this teeny tiny room all of us were like terrified because we were not allowed to watch tv there was no TV. Oh. If you got caught watching TV, if they had a TV on and you got caught like looking at if the TV, you you're in trouble. TV. No TV. <laughs> right. So I've just made it like it's eight weeks, like no television, no phones, none of that stuff back then. So they are flipped on all these TVs and you see like this smoke like rolling and like right the 9-11, the, the footage mm-hmm. that you see on TV is the footage wow. that we were watching live. We were watching it live. I will never forget that day. That is insane. Phones, every single phone inside of that place started ringing. Um, Did they let you guys have your phone of Eventually, um, my mom went completely psychotic and called like the front desk and I'm like and they're like Baker you have a phone call so like phone like Red Cross people showed up it just turned into like something you see from a movie right you go calm wow. to explosion and then like my mom so I, I pick up this phone still in a daze I have no idea what's happening I and see the footage years old at this yeah, point well, right? 18 Eight, yeah, like, just turned 18 yeah so I'm yeah. like hello my mom's like <laughs> and I cannot understand a word that she's saying. And I'm like, how? And the only thing I could think to say was like, how did you get this number? Like, what is happening right now? And she was like, you're gonna die. <laughs> like, she's saying the craziest thing. So now, now I'm panicking. Because I'm talking to my mom. And again, and it's scary, there's no dude. phone calls. I mean, you're not calling home, right? They're like, yeah, you get two minutes, right. three weeks from now to call home and tell everybody you're alive. No, no more phone calls. So I'm like, mom, I'm like, what is happening? And she's like, we're under attack. Literally saying every single psychotic, <laughs> crazy thing that you could possibly <laughs> think of. Attack. You're going to die. We're under attack. And I, my brain is trying to process everything after what? just walking 16 miles, after being completely exhausted. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. God. So we're under attack and I'm going to die. Great. So anything else? Should I know about anything else? Did my dog die while I've been here? Has anybody else died? So my mom's like, I'm coming oh, to get I'm you. I'm going to see when I go to heaven. So weird. Oh, my God. Well, I gotta go. So I hang up the phone because I'm like, great. I have no idea what's happening still, but apparently I'm gonna die. So that's great. And it was insane. So like 911 messages started to come in. So I was in training with people who lived in New York and had parents and people 
So these people are getting pulled out, right? The people who were immediately affected by 9-11 were on emergency leave immediately. They were like, so-and-so, and so they already knew who these individuals were. So-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, leave. And they packed their bags really? immediately. Didn't get to say goodbye to my friends, nothing. Like, we just went through this enormous amount of training together. Like, we're brothers and sisters now, right? We made it. We ma- And they, on a bus, left. And wow. then the rest of us, they were like... Every, people were crying. We're like military members, right? We're tough now, right? We're badass. Right. We, we completed training. Like, you can't tell me anything. And our training officers, zero th- sympathy whatsoever. Zero. And they were like, well, don't start crying now. This is what you trained for. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, your recruiter lied to you. Like, don't start crying now. You're going to war. And you're going to war. And you're going to war. And I'm like, <laughs> got him. Right. And I'm like, cool. Because I just thought I was going to go back and like go to Ivy Tech. But uh, uh, war is fine. <laughs> Like war, that war is fine. That sounds like something that I really wanted to be involved in. So I'll do that. It's wow! Fine. So you were at it the end insane. of it. So it was at I the had, end of. It was your a week camp. before graduation. It was, I passed basic training a year before, and I was in my. It's called AIT, yeah, which is yeah. advanced individual training, and mm-hmm. that's like your that's like your school. Yeah, your book work for we your job. We call it the job. tech school in the Air Force. Yeah, it's a little. What, what was it's like your a little mini tech college. I mean, what was the, what did you go to, for? What, what did I go to tech school for? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had uh, three different jobs. So I know you three can different just keep training schools. and like doing different jobs. Yes. I love that. I thought, yeah. Originally started out as admin, basically, <laughs> or information management. I don't even think that's a term they use anymore <laughs> 20 years ago. And then like I cross-trained into flight management. And nice. I did that while I was enlisted. And then obviously when I commissioned, now I'm a health service administrator. You need like a book to like a, I need a, um, a key mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be a key. <laughs> a key I'm, for, fo- I'm trying to follow I'm you here. Keep going. It's okay. A key I'm with that's you. on a map. Like, uh, oh, like to, to understand, to understand yeah. all the different commissioned and enlisted. And oh, re- girl. Like there's so there's much. So many. Like, and they've explained it to levels, me so many times. And the levels have levels. And yeah. Like, it's insane. Think about your uh, most exciting moment in the Air Force in the last 20 years. Oh, man. Because that okay. was probably yours, right? You can't top uh, that shit. I really cannot top that. No, no, I cannot. That was a, that was pretty much the... So was graduation just super sad? It was. I know. It I was. mean that. I it can't so imagine. Yeah, everybody how was like, "No." Be. Yeah, everybody was like, "No, I don't. I don't want to do this because." So, like the week that we were supposed to spend, there's you no know, relaxing. Doom. Oh, for sure, the week that we were supposed to spend relaxing and like doing our laundry and getting our stuff together and like preparing for our next destination. I was going home because I was in the National Guard, so I was going home and right. I was gonna do my one weekend a month in the National Guard. But some of my friends they were active duty, and so it, that that week was spent like it was like doomsday like who's getting called who's not so the individuals who got called to go fight and go to war um they oh my god i'm gonna get emotional so there's buses and then like they bus people like people that don't some people are endless in the military and they don't have any family whatsoever nobody's seeing them at graduation nobody's coming to pick them up right like my mom drove and we drove home it was like 13 hour drive whatever so That was my experience. My mom's here, right? I'm leaving. So these people like don't have anybody. So they're like, you know, like those um, old like war movies where you see those people like sitting on the back of the bus and like the back of it's missing, right? And they're just sitting there, and all, they're just sad. Sitting there all sad, right? Yeah. Like, doom, and doom. The, they're the ones like in the, the music. Dust. Yeah, exactly. So like they're <laughs> the ones that are going off to like Vietnam, right? That's how we feel, right? right. Like, this hasn't happened in forever, but yeah. So like the ones that were called to duty, they 
put them on a bus and the rest of us were just kind of like bye bye do you I, know what ended up happening to any of them uh, yeah, like do a lot you of think them died about- okay the majority of them like um didn't, didn't make it back and like we tried to do the letters and we tried to keep in communication Whoa. but sending letters that's not a thing right because they get you get stationed at one place and then you get moved to another well, place and the camps in have to war i would oh, imagine that would so be bad. very hard to do yeah, yeah. so they you know the, the people tried but yeah keeping in contact through like we have this like military portal thing where you can like look at people's service n- names and numbers. Mm-hmm. And so we try to like write down as many of those as we possibly could and looking at people and like, yeah, a lot of my friends didn't, didn't yeah, make it. And it was a situation so bad. Yeah. So yeah, shit. so the half of them went on a bus and then the other half of us went home. And then um, my national guard unit back here in Kokomo didn't get deployed. So I didn't, I, I didn't I didn't go right to fight in you know Iraq and everything or Afghanistan you know went to Iraq Kuwait Afghanistan they did all of these places and did all these things it was a all drug out but I didn't get called to do that so yeah I mean insane. it doesn't make what you did any less right valuable, right 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 because right. I ended up later on training train being the training people the person who trained them to go over so I mean I had a I had an active role in the the war training but yeah no I didn't. I, I, by the grace of God. Like, Can I, I just take a, I'm going to interrupt. You're fine. Every time I look at you, your, your reaction to stories is so weird. <laughs> what? Like your animation, like what you should be feeling is not your facial expression at all. <laughs> like there was like, you were like this, like grinning, like, like Joker <laughs> grinning when she was about to cry. She was like, <laughs> Some people get weird. Some people get weird when you start talking about serious things. Like it's it's fifty fifty for me. You know that you may as well just strip me naked when you start talking seriously. Like I am so uncomfortable. (laughs) She's gonna hate the guest series because she has to stay focused (laughs) and listen to shit. Nobody wants to stay focused. Nobody wants to be exhausted at the end of this. Well, hey, if I have to deal with your fart stories and everything else for you, no, I have to deal with your fart stories. I have a fart rule. Like I don't give a shit. Like if you're farting or whatever, that's perfectly fine. I don't want to smell it. If I smell it, you die. Okay, so like you you. have to go in another place, (laughs) and the rule applies to my closest friends, people that I don't know. My 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 friends makes me my children mad when I hear angry. If my son has this tendency to like fart and then like somebody will walk through it and by somebody i mean me and immediately when we lock eyes he's running he's like (laughs) i'm out of here because i'm like doing one of these like thumb across the throat you're dead to me never do that again (laughs) did you ever do that again i don't want to smell it everybody farts okay great i get it but like if i smell it you're done (laughs) you're done accident uh-uh. You don't know until you let out the first one, and you're like, God, what is that smell? Okay, but then okay. there's always, like, a second one to follow. So, okay, I get yeah. it. Might slip out. My grandma does that. Okay, slips out. <laughs> Great. That's fine. <laughs> but then, like, there's always a second one to follow. That second one, you better be removing yourself from my presence because <laughs> right. it's coming. Right. The first one's a warning. The second the one second is detrimental. The second one is your fault You're for done. Me. You're being yes. insensitive and rude yeah. for not. Yeah. For not second one, you're purposely destroying my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't appreciate Just your that. nostrils. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then there's like particles. Like I can't. It's a thing. Like that is a. Have you ever been like showered in somebody else's fart while you were on okay. an airplane? N- that's enough. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. 
Don't even talk to me. I am a fly. I am a flying veteran. Don't even talk to me about the time that they almost landed the freaking plane at LAX because I was like, "Get me off of this plane now!" Somebody keeps farting. I'm pretty for sure it's the guy that's asleep. I can't handle this. Get me off. And the lady was like, "Sit down." And I'm like, "I will not." I'm like, "I will not sit down." I'm like, "He's asleep. Wake him up." And she's like, "Lower your voice." And I'm like, "Lower the window." And if that's not a thing, land this plane. I am that passenger. I am that person. Put this plane on the ground. I fucking hate people. You fart in your sleep. He's asleep. I don't give a shit. If you're not a baby, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Babies can't control it. Babies sleep and they fart. Okay, great. But this is a grown ass man with headphones on, like on a plane. Land the plane. If you know land you fart it. in your sleep, then don't fall asleep. Guess what? I I'm do. not falling. A- I know so I fart where? in my sleep, and I guess what? I'm not falling asleep on a Swear plane. God. What no. happened last night when you were sleeping, Brad? Yes, Brad, tell us. Spill the beans. You've been just waiting to tell this freaking story. No, I Bear think John um, gave you some freedom, I guess, because you about blew me out the bed. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm the dead. first thing out of way. Listen, the first thing out of his mouth this morning. He says to me, I go, good morning, and he goes, I think Jonna gave you a permission to fart or something because you about blew me out the bed. <laughs> I was like, no, you do not have permission. There will be no permissions about this. Oh, my gosh. To admit. Thank you. Okay, well done, B. How did we even How did we even get on this topic? Oh, well, because I intentionally dropped that bomb. But mm-hmm. now we can get back on topic. Okay. okay. Yes, go. Shit. Most exciting experience, military edition. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Jonna, we are here for you. I can't think of a single exciting thing. What? You really can't. Twenty no, years. I mean, no like, shooting. I don't no know stabbings. what you mean by exciting. Nothing on post happening. All right, here's one thing that okay. oh, talk God. about shooting. It's going to be about sex or something. I have some of those. Okay, I have a few stories, the highlights. I would I, like. I have always had administrative jobs, so it's not like I'm sitting here in the line of fire. You know, it's not like I have any type of discussions like that i have unique situations i've put myself in that are funny like for example you know i have to qualify on this rifle when you're enlisted you shoot the m something or other m2 m and i it's it's the m lmnop m2 used to be it used to be an m15 but now it's not m16 m16 Wow. <laughs> Tell me that you don't like she shooting guns without telling me. She don't doesn't know guns. anything about the Air Force. Guns. She hates it. So, this is, this is how much I hate it. So, I was down at, so we're all in line shooting. This hot brass goes down my shirt from the person Ooh. next to me, which, by the way, was very painful. And I was in yeah, the, is. like, kneeling prone position. she was going to say position. she was turned on. They leave hot, like, they leave No, marks. it burns. Yeah, and I sure. freaked out. And I had my gun. And I was like, bah! And I screamed, and I was that person shots that the, they call them CADM instructors. Uh-huh. He came and, like, jumped on top of me. Uh-huh. They're trained to do that. Because yeah. you had your finger on the trigger still and was yes. like. Uh-huh. And I was freaking out because I had a hot f- brass on my shirt. That's, you have to put the weapon okay. down. Like, it's a thing. Like so, if she's you- not who you want to have in your foxhole. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no, they don't. They didn't forget me. Like, They're like, oh, it's you again, ma'am. Close like, called yeah. the hot rounds. Like, there she is again. There's hot rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There go hot yeah, rounds. That was not good. <laughs> they give nicknames in the military. It's bad. Uh, then there was the time that I. Do you remember Ally the pill? Um, Alaba. Oh yes, Ally. White. Okay, this was in the <clears throat> early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It made you get diarrhea. <laughs> I'm and sorry. Lose weight. If you ate 
greasy food, it would literally come out of your body. Like, so, it like would, you could not. You it was a diet you pill? Would be, yes. Yeah, it was a di- alibi. Over the counter? <laughs> it would block your fat. So like you was wouldn't like digest a, it. Was this like a stacker come out of your... type of a something? No. Like a gas station pill or something? No. Nope, you got no. It or people like pooping like oil. Water. Oil, yes, oil. Like oil. Oh, that sounds Literal incredible. Oil. Basically, you kept your nutri- you kept your food and just shit out the grease. Pretty much, what? It's, it's exactly what happened. Like physically, that's so not what FDA approved, right? Like if people were just I don't shitting know. for it's no not, reason. It's not on the market anymore. No, right. it is. I, I had saw a friend it. who what? took Ally, dude. Yeah. I had a friend who took Ally, and I got her laughing. I will never forget this. We were on our way to a club, the Vogue in Indy. And she was mm-hmm. laughing so hard. She was on that shit. And she, sh- Damn, she didn't even fart. She just, okay. Anyways, well, go that's, ahead. well, that's where I that story was going. Okay, like go I was on military duty and I did that. And I oh, go duty figure. when I was on duty and I didn't have any clean pants to put on. <laughs> so I had to smell like shit all day. I just died. <laughs> Rest in peace. I'll be in my casket if you need me. That's what Fucking can't. You sharted and like couldn't take care of it? Oh no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You guys are gonna have to fire me because I'm out of here. Shannon is so I don't care for the smell as it is. So if it's on me, I can't. Nope, I cannot be involved. I have a very sensitive nose when it comes to certain things. Well, I would have been offending you so hard that day. I was uh-uh. like walking around. I'd have been like, I love you. You didn't you even get like here. a bottle, you can't bottle of water. And like dump I was it in your crotch. One years old. Ugh. You should know better, Donna. I think I put toilet paper down there. Oh God! Oh heaven. my gosh! Then you just, just had the wheel. Flake. <laughs> then you just, just had the freaking wheel. Oh. Anyway, there was that story, and, and then this is a hilarious story. All I really want to think about is <laughs> my hilarious stories. I mean, I have to like sit and really think about other stuff. Well, you're gonna have the to by the end of this. To my have... mind, my girlfriend Courtney, who will be our guest next time on she... episode two. Yeah. <laughs> So my girlfriend Courtney, when she would go on some of her TDYs, is you know a temporary duty station. So when you go somewhere for a short period of time, she would pick me up little trinkets. <laughs> One of the trinkets she picked me up. She was in Germany, and I've actually seen them here in the United States, but she got it in Germany. It was a bottle opener. Well, it was like about this long. I'm making about 12 inches, about the size of a ruler, and at the end was a bottle opener. But the body of it was a penis, like balls, shaft, and, and yeah. head. Uh huh. And I loved that thing. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I cherished it. So <laughs> look at my penis. I'm so excited. <laughs> so what was <laughs> – So I left it in my desk. I did put it away. I hid it in my desk. And, Nothing's you know, sometimes hidden. when the guys would come in and want to, like, crack a beer or whatever, I'd pull out my bottle opener. It was just a funny joke. Everybody right. got a kick out of it, whatever. I actually had gotten promoted. And so I got this really nice corner office all to myself. And this young airman comes in. Yeah, uh, I was told you had a bottle opener. And I'm like looking at him like, yeah, what do you want to do with it? He's like, oh, can I take it back to my room? I'm like, ew, no. I'm done. So <laughs> no, you cannot so take they it like, back to your room. So were they like Hold playing on. a joke on him and like nope, sent nope, him nope, to nope, you? Nope, nope. Did Hold he on. know about it? I'm getting there. Okay. And so he's like. We have questions, right? I can't sit here. I'm a child. I have questions. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. Like, I don't just let people take that. I'm like, if you need to use it, you can bring so your my- bottle in here. I'm assuming that he knows. That it's a penis? Yes. I'm everybody done. knows that. Well, anyway, we, okay, sorry. finally, I wore, he wore me You're down enough, too. and I'm like, okay, fine, you can take this, but I please bring it back by tomorrow. And I bend down, and I pull out my BBC. bottle opener. <laughs> BBC. And he's like, oh, man, what the? 
the fuck? <laughs> he had no idea it was a penis. Oh, okay. And I'm God. literally thinking that he only wants it because it's a penis, I and bet. he just of really course, wanted a bottle opener. Goes. So then you make him uncomfortable. <laughs> now you're getting Article and, 15. And, 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 you've been exactly. Like, I'm done. Why? The fact that that is where her brain went immediately. <laughs> what? You're going to cut. The only bottle opener I had was that one. Because they said he was looking for one and somebody said, go ask her so for her. It was set him up. Oh, yeah. They set him up. Yeah. Which they really set you up for which failure. Which they really too. set me up for failure. Exactly. Right. So, like, could he even, like, make eye contact with you after that happened? Or was it, like, a thing? Um, Some people just can't joke. So, I mean, if we just never really talked about it again. Yeah, for sure. He was trying Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> sounds about right in the military. And that's why. And that's <laughs> that why. is why. Yeah. You can't even God. be comfortable out around a BBC. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, so those shit. are some of Picture my fun stories. I have. I mean, I have endless amounts of fun stories. But tell us what your highest position you held was, because it was a pretty big deal too. Mm-hmm. On the enlisted side, I made it to chief, which is an E nine in the Air Force. Yeah, she did. Nice. Holla. <laughs> Yeah, freaking then nice. I then I decided then to she- change my entire life and I <laughs> became an O one, which is a lieutenant. Nice. It's like people hate lieutenants. Absolutely. Why? Because, First I thing mean, in my least- head I said as she was saying out loud is we hate lieutenants. Like obviously because I know her I know her and I know Thanks. how she is and, and I know I'm still edu- a lieutenant. Educationally, like I remember I'm very aware of like where you're at as far as like intelligence. So this is oh, not applied to you. But <laughs> lieutenants, they're just idiots. They have that reputation. I have ever come in contact with. I love. No idea what's happening. I love my lieutenants that I work with. I do. I do. But I do remember feeling some type of way about lieutenants, and here's why: because you know you have a you have the lower ranks on both the officer side and the enlisted side. At least on the enlisted side, they feel sorry for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean sure. They don't feel bad for you. They're probably going to buy your food when you go out to eat. Like, yeah, you, know, you have no money and you're poor, but you're like the expect- you're like the back breaking. Yes, doing the back breaking work that like nobody right. wants. You're to the do. grit. Yeah, the exactly. grit. And then the lieutenant's not so much. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you little college educated idiot. And they're like sleeping in like the nice tents, and they like get the nice food, and they're just like <laughs> tosses their scraps when they're done. They're like, like, thanks. Do so- my minion work. The yeah. lieutenants do that. Yeah, but they well, earn that's it. the reputation. Yeah. So lieutenants, all the ones I've ever come in contact with, what were are douchey? Potentially, is that what that's you're just talking? This just like I'm the speaking on the reputation. army side. I don't have any clue about the air force side. Their lieutenants might be like I love, freaking I love incredible. Humans, I love my. But I love the people. The I work ones with. in the army have just the. I've never come in contact ever one time <laughs> in the army with a lieutenant who had any type of sense whatsoever. But give them like. A calculus problem or a physics problem. Oh, and they're just like, they got this all day long, right? They're doing yeah. things. If anything breaks, like I had a lieutenant one time, I walked up on him and I startled him. First of all, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did like, he say you, you startled me? me? Yeah, like he jumped and everything. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like you could literally hear me coming. Anyways, because you've got all kinds of things, right? Weapons and you can hear, it doesn't matter. And he was doing something and I'm just, he was really frustrated. And I'm like, what are you doing? And so they were being made to go, it's like this bivouac thing where you like go in the woods and do this training thing. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that term in so long. So long. Me either. He's saying lieutenants and it makes me think of this one freaking lieutenant that I'm specifically describing. And I'm like, what are you doing? He could not figure out how to put his gear together. Everybody was leaving. They were marching. They were leaving him behind, and he was like just flailing around. This crap was going everywhere, and I'm like, I'm like, this is incredible. I'm like, you make twice the amount of money as I do. Like, you sleep in like ten times nicer of a place than I do. Like, you were just like 
everything you could you anything he he could snap and get anything that he want you can't put your gear together i'm like this is incredible so i i did the things and he took off and but i think that's why the lieutenants have a bad name because it's gonna take one lieutenant and you're gonna be like oh my gosh all lieutenants are freaking horrible like i've i've encountered a couple that are like me but for the most part solid people i would love to like I don't know. Like when I, so I trained with Air Force people and it was, um, it was something that the Air, it was something that the Army had. I can't remember what it is because obviously it was forever ago, but it was, um, an equipment or a system or something that the Air Force was adopting, but they were going to like change it up. So they needed us to like teach them the basics of this thing. I can't, like I said, I can't remember. They hand selected a few of us that had been around for a very long time and they were like, we're going to go to their like um, room and we're going to talk about this and then we're going to give them a presentation and then we're going to bring the equipment and stuff and then we're going to show them how to use it and then they're going to like turn it into their own thing. So we're like, cool. So they picked me and like five or six of my friends and we go and I'm like, where are you meeting? And they're like, oh, we're meeting in there. Uh, like we would call it like a like some sort of like a hall, which would be just like a lower scale, like a gymnasium or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where the army people would meet. So we go into the Air Force area and um, it's like this super nice building. We walk in like AC is like hitting you in the face. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like what is happening right now? And like super nice floors. Everything's immaculate. Like I'm like, where are we? Like, is this heaven? Like what the heaven looks like? And so we go into this board meeting room. And they were like, oh, yeah, this room's pretty standard. Like, this is this is where we all meet. We meet here for this and that. And we've got another one. To, and they were just explaining all these things, like big-ass leather chairs, like nice, comfy, like rolly leather chairs, like a like an oak table, round table. We're sitting mm-hmm. on flat screen TVs, like everything. And this room is absolutely incredible. They brought us snacks and food. And they had like bottled water, like nice bottled water. And like, it was just incredible. It was like everything luxury. They had mini refrigerators <laughs> and all this stuff. And so me and my friends are immediately staring at our boss like, oh, yeah? You're going to bring us here? Uh-huh, yeah. This is why we're all getting out. Now we want to be in the Air Force. So good job. You should never have brought us here. I'm like... Um, are you guys like hiring or whatever? Because I think that this is incredible. Like you live like this all the time. Like this is yeah. how y'all are living over here. AC, leather chairs, mini refrigerators, like flat screen TV. We didn't have flat screen TVs. We had the knob TVs, like turn on the knob with the, <laughs> the antenna things. And they're like, Make the private the, stand there with the antenna on the top of it. Yeah. Trying to get it to work. I'm like, you dare take us into the Air Force territory. Now we look like a bunch of rag bag slobs. <laughs> Like, we're over here in the trenches taking grenades, and these guys are sitting in the AC, like, fuck off. Like, I'm going to be... In their leather chairs. Yes, I swear. I'm like, I'm, caviar. I'm like, joke's on you, because I'm going to the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I want to live <laughs> like this. I, I want to do this. this. <clears throat> so nice. But it was, it was like a thing. And we, and we, and they were so nice. And the guys were so nice. And a recruiter actually did contact me. He was like, oh, I bet you come, come over, come over from the dark side. And I'm like, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> this is fine. This is my life. <laughs> When I was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas, I got called to New Mexico where like when when 9-11 was like super hot and heavy. Okay. And there were like lots of training things going on and they were looking for they were looking for um not not Osama bin Laden, but people a part of Al Qaeda. They were it was like a, there was a training thing mm-hmm. and there was like an ops team, whatever. It, it's way too much to talk about. So <laughs> I got 
called to work in New Mexico, which is about a half hour from Fort Bliss, Texas, which is actually on the border of Mexico, New Mexico. Yeah. Right. So I would drive every day, 30 minutes, and we had to set up training scenarios as if, because it was at the, de- at the deserts. Fort Bliss is like all desert. I mean, it's like tarantulas, snakes. I mean, it's Ugh. the desert. 106 plus temperatures, just as it is when you're in Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah. right? So it's yeah. the same type of training. So okay. that's why they chose us to do these training things. So we had to set up, and this would, this would obviously offend somebody who actually had to go over right. and fight, but... This is the closest that I came. Right. So you obviously need to be trained before you go over there. You can't just go over there, right? You're not you're not ready for the weather conditions. You're not ready for what you're facing. Right. You're not ready for these individuals that you're going to be encountering. So we had set up an entire camp, if you will, of like a scenario for them. So right. we had, I mean, we had vehicles that were blown up. We had um, places where you go and like hide for cover, buildings that you had to go in and clear, right? Just all just all kinds of whatever. And this was just like miles and miles and miles of desert. And these things were set up. So I, were tra- I was training these individuals who were going over to fight. And, you know, I was, okay. yeah. So I, that's about the closest I came. But if I could tell like the PTSD that you experience from being in that type of a situation, whether it live or just fake scenario i mean it was just like it was live oh, so we I'm had sure. like there's a lot of different dynamics to shots like actual rounds we we're firing actual rounds at actual targets and we were actually blowing things up so we were doing these things training these individuals to get ready to go to war and i had to do all that and it was every day so i had to dress like they dressed mm-hmm. i had to be there side by side with them and i was like a training supervisor and it was absolutely insane so do you hate to camp now then <laughs> um the exact opposite, actually. My- Once you remove yourself from the military, you actually <laughs> enjoy doing things that you hated to do, like running. And <laughs> like now that I get to do it on my terms, oh, like okay. I enjoy it. But yeah. yeah, back then I was like, I no choose, I choose for death. Me. Every day I was like, I choose death. Like 106 <laughs> degrees, long sleeve, long pants, rattlesnakes, tarantula. I mean, just in the desert, just like, ugh. Well, when you were going through training, though, women weren't allowed to even probably train to be on the front lines. Did you feel discrimination towards your color or towards being a woman in the military? It was because that was like 2015 when they it was a very thin line between. Um, I or have you never felt either? I didn't because that's awesome, and not to like no, that's braggery things. I'm super humble and I'm like super grateful for my experience. That is awesome, like literally set the foundation for my entire life but i was always kind of like a badass because i don't like (laughs) being told you know what i mean like you can't do something or you're not good enough to do something or you can't go or you can't so i just i did everything yeah if there was a training i was in there if they needed a person i was that person so i was like i was chosen for so many things and i just like but so i didn't but some of my friends did experience like they they couldn't do some of the things that the guys were doing and i i never i never allowed that it's easy to be discriminated against. So I'll put it this way. So I remember there was this, she was like five, her, her last name is Brown. She was like five, two, five, three. And she was a freaking badass, mm-hmm. but she was so short that she couldn't like do certain things like climb was up impossible. over the wall. Right. <laughs> but when it came down to like shooting mm-hmm. or, um, Things like that, n- n- nobody could touch her. Not the guys, not the supervisors, not the drill sergeants. Nobody could touch her. So they like were making exceptions for like her to be able to do things, and they were like signing waivers and doing things. So it was really? like, a very wow. neat experience to see a woman be included in with the guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I felt bad for her because she still had setbacks because of the some of the she couldn't climb over the wall. Well, like there was yeah, like I always, 50, I yeah. mean I'm all for women power. 
But yeah, you, you weren't allowed to be like infantry and, and go on right. front lines and do certain things. It was like, that was definitely a male thing. And, right. That a woman um, can be security forces, obviously. Yeah, so absolutely. So women have definitely come a long way from where we were in the military to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I personally, somebody might not agree, but I would not be able to be a part of the military that's the military today. There's absolutely no way they couldn't pay me enough money. They couldn't pay me $200,000 a year to go and be involved. I cannot. Well, it is, it's different. There are. Well, let's ask Jonna because you're still enlisted. Mm-hmm. What Has there been any, been any changes that you see like it, uh, like evolving? Like Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. I mean, it's definitely a different Air Force today than it was when I joined 20 years is ago. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to you? I think in some ways it's a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they protect women a little bit more. In, they in like, acknowledge yeah. the fact that, that sexual misconduct yeah. was a oh, huge sure. issue. It still is a yeah. huge issue. Well, it's yeah. always yeah. going to be. Oh, yeah. I, majority, yeah. like, overseas, <clears throat> like, the unspoken. Have you seen any of the TV series um, on any of the women? Or oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Netflix, a huge part. Yeah. It's, huge. But they don't talk about it. And the military is extremely. 20 years ago, the, the economy, if you think about what it is, like, 20 years ago, $200 was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of money. If you could, if you. You know, because I, I, my National Guard check every month for my one week of the month was like almost $200 after taxes. It was like 170 or whatever. And everybody was like, oh, you make good money and like whatever. Like I, I just spent $200 on dinner tonight. Like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so like it's a thing. But just where we were as far as like what mattered and what didn't back then with just, I don't know, just with finances and people and rank and moving up and women and it was just you know it was decent money so like even if you were being sexually assaulted or even if you were being sexually harassed like a lot of people didn't say anything i mean i witnessed well we have the older mentality of those of uh, we have i think 40 and older have the mentality of like you kind of expect it if you're gonna go into a man's world Mm -hmm. didn't you know Mm -hmm. what to expect going into the military john or no i did not know what to expect because nobody in my family was military? I yeah, had no I meant idea. as far as being a woman in the military, and you're attractive. You never, I never really thought too much about it. I was just kind of really just focused on getting my school paid for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but I will say, I've I've never felt like I've been discriminated against for being a woman. I've never, you know, gone through what some of these other women have. However, there have been times when I, especially when I was younger, where uh, it was almost like an older man would kind of like take you under his wing mm-hmm. and to teach you nothing things. ever inappropriate ever happened. But it was almost like you I felt knew. like I had to be really nice to them or else they weren't going to like help me out. What or, do they call that? When you use your the mentor your, people or you big. use your power for an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. It is actually something we've all taken sexual harassment courses. Yeah, it's I called to, par, carpe diem. No, that's Cisa Day. I know. Carpe <laughs> diem. <laughs> no wonder they had it wrong. Yeah. That happens a lot. Abuse of power. But I think there's also a different dynamic for me and my perspective because I have been a reservist the whole time. I'm surrounded by people who are there one weekend a month. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, like the people that are there Monday through Friday keeping the, keeping the thing going, they're established older people. They're not like young kids like out trying to get... Predators or right. what? Like they're not. And, they yeah. have a family. They have things to lose. Like I, my oh, experiences, sure. I've usually... 30-year career very, versus a, yeah, know, they a newly were, enlisted person. They're not going to suck. Whole career for, you know, no. to mess Quid around with some... Quo. 
Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Say that five times fast. Quid pro quo <laughs> is the harassment of your, is sexual harassment by use of power. That happens a lot. I mean, I don't know. Just what, I mean. I think it does in the every. The documentary, the TV series alone that have started to come out. Once you've been in the military or once you've been like law enforcement or whatever you choose to do with your life, like you just don't have emotion if you're good at your job. If you're good at your job, in my opinion, because you, you, you just can't, right? I can't feel sorry for you because you're not getting paid because it's my job to take your pay because there's something mm-hmm. that's caused this, right? Like you, we overpaid you at some points so and I have to take your pay. Now you can't feed your family. Well, I can't feel bad about that because it's my job or whatever. So, I mean, you, whether it be something like on that level or something higher, like you, your emotion, you're emotionless. Yeah, about it. You kind of have to be if you're in the military or so I stay you, on, I I stay on the administrative side. I mean, in when I'm a reservist, of course I have people that I would mentor or just right. due to my rank they would maybe look out look to me for some sort of advice, but for the most part I'm not in charge of anybody. The difference between Army and Air Force is so crazy to me. All it of them are crazy insane. different. It is like the Marines. Like the Marines would think that we're probably the Marines would probably call us both trash. We've, like I don't know. We've got it. We've got because we're like a, we're killing people with our bare hands, and we're like yeah, yeah. We've got so a Marine cool. coming on Sunday, so I'm excited yeah. about that. Also trained with Marines. I've trained with the Air Force. I've trained with Marines, and I've trained with German soldiers. So I know all the things, and oh, I have German opinions shoulders. about each and every single one of them, and I love them all. Marines are just it's a oh, separate. It's a it's shit. a different breed of a human being. Yes. Well, let's go back to I I called you out, Brad. Were you going to say something? Sorry. Let's go back to that. No, I was just going to say they probably are run over, under different budgets, I guess. And Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. And that's, and that's, that's a huge part of it. It's huge. Yeah. So my son sounds like a decorated military war veteran. And I'm talking like five tours. I mean, my son's has been like shot, stabbed, cut across the face in Honduras. I mean, he has just been drugged through it. And they just, when he was done giving his life to them because he did back-to-back tours and like i said he's went through it all and when he was done giving their life to him they were just like bye see you later have a great life yeah i have a question yes PTSD. i have a question so many things and i have to say it right now before i forget would you be willing to pay your tax dollars to make sure that everybody who was ever active duty or overseas or at war had some sort of a small pension for the rest of their life because i can't wrap my mind around somebody who goes and fights a war for even a year and the traumatic experiences that they Mm -hmm. have i know some badass men who have been through some shit, who are good freaking men. I mean, it's impressive to say the least. Wouldn't you agree, John, of the mm-hmm. ones that we know? Like, they've been through some shit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where they've learned to manage their demons. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can't wrap my mind around... Somebody talk to me about that. About the fact that you go and fight on a in war. Maybe it's fucking $100 a month. I don't know, right? right. I just... Maybe it's for as long they as you were in, you, you get that payment. Like when you exit you know, the military, they give you resources and they, they convince you that like if you're a reserve or whatever, right? You did 10 years, like me and I got out and that was it. And they're like, okay, great. Have a nice yeah, life. Yeah, I don't understand Like if you need it. anything, come to the VA. Do you have we'll free you um, healthcare for life? Um, Sure. Yes. Okay. Have I ever utilized it? No. Okay. Why? Because I don't want to come back and miss an arm or a leg or a toe. <laughs> VA medical treatment plans that they offer for people for free. You go but isn't and you that wait two hours. By state? You... Yeah, I think it is because my my grandpa and my yeah. ex father in law both have had incredible incredible care insurance. out of the VA. They have. I have never met one individual who has. It's a that free it, service. Is it mandatory mm-hmm. that a veteran takes a class on how to? 
with those resources. There's it's a lot of mandatory things they force you Really? On. It's an exiting, yeah. what, I don't know what you guys call it. It's like, like an exiting interview or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, well, We have checklists of things that we have to do before we're you know, released, released or out-processed. Yeah. And out-processing. There's there a lot of different like mandatory briefings and a lot of stuff like Classes that. So in retrospect, you don't regret being in this service oh, then no. for 10 God, years. No. Even though... Absolutely. Dare not. I say. Changed my life. It completely changed my life. Do you think your negative negative perspective on certain subjects that it's we've just, spoken on and touched on? My perception Do you think that just, that's because of what you currently, a current position in your life or no? No, I don't think so. My negative perception comes from like my, mil- like I have a, I have a strong group of military individuals who we still stay in contact, we check on each mm-hmm. other. We don't have to do that, obviously, but the, like the suicide rate alone for military veterans is just like skyrocket through mm-hmm. the roof. So we have have, have developed this. I was in a military um, women's support group. I did mm-hmm. that through Ivy Tech where I went and did this thing. So I met a lot of ladies through that. Mm-hmm. I, I've been a, like an advocate for, I'm, I'm all you about are, military a, veterans because a, yeah. I can't. You just, like just the, the idea of the heroes. thought of somebody being alone with yeah. their thoughts right yeah. after coming back from war and stuff like that. And it, that's your more survival. People than you think, especially in Kokomo. So like it's a, it's a situation, but I, that all of the individuals that I have ever encountered, we all are saying the same thing. So I've never felt yeah. like alone with my beliefs or anything. And I've just, I've never, I've never met anybody that was just like, I was in the military and I'm just so excited about it. And like, they were just like the best ever. And they gave me everything. Hey, and like, I would I've so only, go back tomorrow. I no. will say I have would met people in the Navy and Air Force who would say that. Oh, for sure. Man, that's a debate. You could get out. I the mean, Navy that's- people, that's a... Navy people think they're better than the Air Force people, right? And Air Force this, people. They Air think Force their people. uniforms are better, and that's not a lie. Why The Navy people are kind of my favorite, like, badass. They're like, called ever, semen, though. Semen. Like, called semen, yes. And it's like, you guys, I can't really take you serious, bro. Like, oh, Just like our, high, our, our principal in high school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Harold Richard. Harold, Harold Richard. Richard semen. <laughs> Who's your principal? Oh, my God. Dude, Harold Richard call semen. your kid punching bag. Like, you named your child this? You're a terrible parent. <laughs> Call your kid punching bag for roll. <laughs> I was going to say it might make your heart happy to know that they did redo the retirement. Some people would say it's a way to pay less, but other people would disagree and say that it gives people who don't make it to 20 years, they can walk away with something. They change the retirement system. So there are different options now Well, I where they do like a TSP matching that they didn't do before. What's nice. TSP matching? Uh, it's basically like 401k for the military. Okay. Yeah. I will say this. I didn't know all of these things until the last few days when I've been researching kind of like good questions to ask. I've learned a lot and it's important and we should absolutely celebrate someone who is willing to be in service and for our country. Do you think most of them have the idea that government's fucked and we're never like we're just fighting anyways? Do you mm-hmm. think everybody kind of feels that way in life? Probably. I, I mean, I really kind of feel that like feel that way. Do you feel that way, Brad? Yeah, right. To do what they want. I would say so, yeah. It's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. There's not much you can do to change it. Right. You can write letters, you can contact your senator, you can call the numbers, you can try to change the laws, you can vote, right? But it... uh and, it, and everyone if, says your vote matters your vote matters it, and it does and voting is so important and we know it the is. number to the white house too but it's oh like, my gosh <laughs> girl we had a friend who seriously kept calling the white house he he would get drunk i have two and like, he would I, call the white house and he would leave he thought he was leaving a message but at the, the secret it, service was like really the ones intercepting the calls and they were like yeah well, you're on our hot we, list that's what we kept telling him we were like you have to stop doing this mm-hmm. and he would call and leave messages well it's a federal find, at some point <laughs> listen so 
finally I, I'm like there one time when he's doing this and I'm like, let me see that. It says, call this number instead. And it would hang up. And he thought he was leaving a message for somebody important. You're ruining our government. Yeah, it was so that is exactly what was going happening. On and on, on and on and on. And on. He'd be like, "You come to my motherfucking house right now, <laughs> trying to what? take my guns." <laughs> that, that is oh a my gosh, great you guys! Right now, I just want to say that uh, we've been talking for an hour, probably. Oh, yeah, 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 we have. Yeah, but yeah. let's just I wish I could have said like some it. positive things. Like thinking back to I what we just I talked about, mean... I feel terrible because I'm just like everything's horrible okay. on fire. If... I was being negative. I didn't mean yeah. that. Military is great. Really did change my life. Let and me tell you so this, many good Shannon, things that come I, out of it. I was gonna say this about it. I said negative because I am used to being here with Silent Brad and Jonna, who are always <laughs> like this. <laughs> And so it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a deeper conversation, too, in a way. It's a spiral, right? It's an emotional spiral. Right. I would never like like, discourage somebody from like joining. I encourage it. And you would do it all over again. I would not. You would not. (laughs) No, ma'am. I would Would, not. Would you do it differently all over again? I would do it differently. Okay. I would do it differently. You mean the Air Force? I would be in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going right. to say. I, I would have went in a little later in life when I was a little older and could understand finances mm-hmm. more because they don't they don't they don't teach you mm-hmm. how to manage the little bit of money that they are giving you. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you how to manage that. And I I could have. You always say you wished you would just have enlisted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I wish I would have just gone straight out of high school, and I wish I would have gone active duty. Duty is a different world, man. It is a different world. Every time, you. every time I was active duty, though, it just felt like that's exactly where I needed to be. But I have a huge military family because of the the military experiences that I've had and I have so many stories and experiences I've traveled the whole entire freaking world almost for every person who says don't do it there's five other ones who say do it if you need the family if you need the camaraderie if you you know what I mean if you need the extra money for college or whatever do it 1000% do it but if you have other options just explore them just explore them so let's wrap it up with this if you could give one life lesson that you learned to someone else that you learned from the military something that if somebody said without a doubt you've carried this for the past 20 years integrity your think would have to be integrity one of the life lessons that i learned from the military is just like how to be an honest true person they put a lot of attention and focus on that because without that what are you just a garbage mm-hmm. human you're dumpster fire like you're not honest about anything right you're not honest with yourself you're not honest with your kids you're not you know just like and it sticks with you it never mm-hmm. leaves and so you know you walk like yeah and integrity is like probably one of my biggest life what about life you jonna lessons. do you know i feel like i not talk about it a lot you know the <laughs> lens that you decide to look out of like you kind of get to choose what lens you look out of so there have been a lot of times especially in a training environment where you're just going to sit there and eat a shit sandwich. And that's just what you're going to do. But it's the attitude that you have going into that eating that shit sandwich is either going to make it or break it. And that has trickled on and has been true in other aspects of my life as well. So I always try to look for the positive in things. And it sounds cliche. It's easy to say, but to really genuinely practice that. It's true. Yeah, it's very important. You can get through a lot of stuff. If you just swallow the shit sandwich. You just try to look for the positive and know you're not alone. You know, know you're not alone. You're not the only person going through something. It's why it's important to have people too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would not be at half of where I'm at if it weren't for the people in my life. I swear. And that's coworkers and my support system as it well. Trauma bonds people anyways. And, and what can I, what like, because I went through this, like, how can I help somebody else? Like, right. you know, I would never want anybody to go through 
certain amount of things that I went through. But right. Like if me going through that can help you like, oh, maybe turn left instead of turning right because I turned right, right? And <laughs> now I can't sleep. We don't want to do that. So, yeah, life sucks anyway. So wake up every day and just be like, it's fine. I get to go to work instead of like, oh, I have to go to work. Yeah. It's just all a matter of how you About mentality. Things. Yep. Well, I appreciate you sitting through an entire hour, Jonna, of a semi-serious. And Shannon, we love that we had you. We're going to have you come back again when we can just do a cutting up night. Oh, Oh, yeah. For sure. I will be your guest speaker any day. Happy 20 years, Jonna. Thank you. We are super proud of you. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Have a great day. Bye. Later. (laughs) See ya.